episode six. This is not a meeting. Uh, I am Scott. We have Big Joe, Mr. Three Thousand, Jimbo, Mr. Three Thousand, and um, and uh, I want a nickname like that. I know, I a nickname like Big that. Joe. You got Big Joe. What the heck, man? They come organically. You can't force it. I know. You. And, and Big Joe kind of carries a pretty good a pretty good following. I think. I think it's a good nickname. I'm the one that's just, I'm Scott. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Scott. Um, the only other two nicknames I have are Brenda's husband and Star's dad. You know? Scottage. I have Scottage. That's true. I like Scottage. That's a good one. That's a good one. Or H3O. H3O. I like H3O. I, I, I like H3O, too. Those seem forced. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a self-proclaimed title, you know. Um, it's uh, it's uh, short... Shorthand for his high holy one, you know, oh. but um, <laughs> but but a lot of people don't like to call me that. So um, so I, I can't sh- imagine why when I when I shorten it to H three O, nobody really knows, and so you know we just roll with it. Um, <laughs> but uh, okay, so one of the things we're going to try and talk about today is um, is actually an, it's an email uh, that. That Jimbo, Mister Three Thousand, received from from Clint Hurdle uh, because Jim is on uh, a first name basis with with Coach Hurdle uh, of the Pirates. A little bit of an and exaggeration. He gets an he gets an email every day where Clint asks him what to do next and who he should start it, start for the pitching in the, last in the next five games. La- last season, um, Jimbo is cl- not claiming as his fault that they did not do well, but. Um, uh, but things have gotten a lot better since you've been in touch with Clint, and um, I know he appreciates it. The last time I ran into him, he said that uh, he enjoys the podcast, and um, <laughs> I'm just saying that I have no, I've never met him in my life. <laughs> like, where are you going? You should have seen the look on Joe's face. It was like, wait a second. <laughs> At some point, when we when we bring him on, I'm gonna have to tell him that I've don't been telling people that he's my uncle. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but but no, you are on a mailing list that he sends out, and uh, you can. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, he sends out a daily email. Uh, it's either there's one that's motivational in nature, and then there's one that's spiritual in nature. Um, they're kind of nice. They're little pickups. He forwards them on from other people, uh, some famous pastors, and uh, some other motivational. P- People, for example, uh, there's John Wooden Wednesday. So one of his favorite coaches is John Wooden, the famous coach from UCLA, who won like 11 or 12 championships in a row in the late 60s into the 70s for UCLA basketball. Um, and it gives you the motivational of what these coaches are thinking. And Clint's a very spiritual man as well, um, based on his emails. Um, one he sent out recently that really has stuck with me, and I'm trying to tie into my life at all possible it's basically five life lessons too many people learn too late and i wanted to throw those out to you guys and see where you're at with them um some of these things are a little crazy basically a small little background about the email a woman who was diagnosed with a pretty severe form of cancer uh was only given about a 25 percent chance of survival she read an inspirational book and by doing that and living and fighting harder than hell to beat this cancer, one year later, she was at a 99.9% survival rate. So she fought hard enough to almost be fully in remission for this disease. And this list that I'm about to paraphrase through are some of the things that she tries to do now on the daily basis now that she's gotten a second chance on life. 
Mm-hmm. So the first one I want to touch on, and it's a lot of these, like I said, are very easy to read and talk about, but then to actually execute on your daily life. Uh, that's why I want to throw it out to you guys to see if you're able to do something as monumental as what she's talking about. For example, the first one she mentions, this moment is your life. Your life is not between the moments of your birth and death. Your life is between now and your next breath. The present, the here and now, is all the life you'll ever get. So live each moment in full, in kindness and peace, without fear and regret. And do the best you can with what you have in this moment. Because this is all you can ever expect of anyone, including yourself. So, it kind of... I try to do this, obviously, as you know, with the nickname Mr. 3000. One day at a time, she's right. even breaking it down to one breath at a time. And I've never had a situation like this author has talked about of being diagnosed with that terminal illness where you don't know if you're going to have that next breath. But every single day has to be a one day at a time type of life, at least for me. As an alcoholic, I was a mess, and I couldn't figure out life at all and made things way too complicated. But now that I'm able to take one day at a time, things have slowly gotten better over the last 3,000 days. Do you guys live that life? Are you able to break it down as simple as this is the present, I have to remain present? Right. I think it's hard. I think that it's hard to remember that that it's that life is, is that... Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm not sure what word to put there, but but life is fragile. Um, yeah, fragile, short. You know, I mean, things where, um, yeah, I mean, it, it is. I mean, you you don't know, you know, what what the next breath is going to bring. I mean, the the tragedies that occur in life they happen in a second. You know, um, it's not like. You're not expecting it to happen, like oh, I'm going to be in a car accident on the way home. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> right. It's not and, something you can prepare for. So, to live in that moment is key, you right? Know? And uh, I'm not saying don't have a plan. You know what I mean? I mean everybody's got to have a plan of where you want to go, but just to live in the moment. And there's a lot of times where you focus so far down the road. When this event comes, I'm going to do this, this, and that. And you miss the beauty of what's happening right in front of you. And that right. happens a lot of times where it's just like you get that reality slapped in the mouth like, oh, wow, all this beauty around me right now, and I'm worried about something that's going to happen six months from now. So Right, right. And I read one time um, that if you focus on the past or on the future, you rob the, the present of its potential. Absolutely. And I think that that is something – but it's it's hard to keep in mind. I mean, those 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 – things are uh awesome to keep to keep in in your thoughts but it's it's not easy to keep those things in your thoughts do you want to hear something gross i i yeah you know what i've been waiting all day <laughs> Please. to make what could i hear that's gross <laughs> to make today. your saying that was so beautifully said something a little gross if you straddle the past and the future you're peeing we're pooping all over the present. <laughs> That's what I like to think. I was expecting something a lot worse. <laughs> I cleaned it up. I did clean it up a little bit. I kept the profanity out of it, but I think you get the point. Where you can't live in the past and you can't live in the future. Try to take advantage of every moment we get here in the present. Right. Absolutely. I'm, I have a 
my second child on the way due here in a couple weeks or within a month. And uh, I was sitting there talking to a guy that I work with, uh, do towing for him. And we were talking all business. And we were probably sitting there a good five, ten minutes, just all business. And he goes, let's stop for a minute and go to what really matters in life. He goes, how's Heidi doing? How's the baby coming? Mm. How's life? He goes, because that's what's important. And this is coming from a guy that's been in business for 40 years. And uh, like they say, when you're raising your kids, um, you blink your eye and they're in college. And you don't want to miss that. And when they turn 18 and go to college and you say, oh, man, I didn't spend enough time. Or I spent all my time working. I missed all this stuff. And that's how quick time goes. Right. So you got to live in the now. And that carries right into what she talks about next in the email. She mentions a lifetime isn't very long. There is your life and you've got to fight for it. Fight for what's right. Fight for what you believe in. Fight for what's important to you. Fight for the people you love and never forget to tell them how much they mean to you. Realize that right now you're lucky because you still have a chance. So stop for a moment and think. Whatever you still need to do, start doing it today. There are only so many tomorrows. Now, that goes what you're talking about. If you blink an eye and all of a sudden, it's amazing how fast things can change mm-hmm. and how relationships can come in, in and out of your life. But you have to, it's the hard thing for me to do because it's just like, oh, I'll take care of that tomorrow. I'll tell that person how much I love them tomorrow. Tomorrow, no, Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Right. And that's a scary thing almost. It's daunting to think about. Right. Well, and you, you do, you live, you live in today, you know, I mean, there, there is no tomorrow. And it's it's about being present in in the moment and today, um, and those two points really are tied really close together. I mean, that's it's um, you can almost combine those two in Absolutely. in some way because they are they come from that same place. Um, you know, today today matters, and and what's going on right now in our life matters. Um, as much as you try, there's no way you can make the past any better. Right. Right, but how much how much we even pay attention? The um, uh, again, I, I heard another guy talking at one point saying that that uh, you know he had two boys and and he would play with them and, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before uh, here or not, but um, but he would he would be playing with them and 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 he would realize that that his son would always come up to him and go daddy 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 daddy, you know and and he's on the carpet with him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and he goes, he goes, I, do, I don't get why every time he comes to me, he's got to go, daddy, 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 daddy. He said, but then it, it dawned on him that his son could recognize that he really wasn't there, that he, he physically he was there and, and physically he had the Legos and he was piecing them together, but mentally he was checked out. Mentally, he was thinking of something else. He was he was thinking of of work. He was thinking of something else that he had to do, and his son could somehow sense that and and, and become in tune with that to where he knew that he had to go up and and say, "Daddy, daddy, 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 daddy," and like you know to get his attention to pull him back into that moment. And I think that piece is hard. Sometimes, because just because we're physically there doesn't mean that we're living in the present. Living in the present means that, uh, you know, as as you've said before, Jimbo, that that uh, it's mind, heart, and and body, right? 
that that you get all three of those things, or as as I would say it, you know, you get your your body, your your mind, and your soul. You know, because I'm I'm just huge about for whatever reason recently, you know, for a while I've I've been thinking about the soul, and so it's when when you you've got to get all of that in alignment to be truly present. Um, you know, you it's it's hard. I think it's hard because life is constantly going around. We have so many distractions in, in the world and in our life. Um, and we've got feelings that are going on. You know, sometimes we have to set aside the junk and say, no, you know, um, some jobs, people go to their jobs, they come home, they've got to take the stress off like it's a coat, you know, and, and, and hang it up and then say, okay, I'm home now. And it's well, a total change. And the biggest thing with your job is, or your work, owning your own business, uh, me owning my own business is when's enough enough. I mean, me own, I'm owning, I own a towing business, so hell, I could tow people 24 hours a day. Please call Big Joe's Towing <laughs> <laughs> if your car breaks down. If your car area. breaks down, yeah. But um, willing to travel. <laughs> <laughs> if you're paying, I'm going. And if, <laughs> if if you're more than a thousand miles away and you call him to come tow for you. He will sign an autograph, <laughs> just just so you know. But it, it, when's enough enough? I mean, like, yeah, I could always be doing maintenance on my trucks, or there's always something to do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just got to let it go. It, it'll be there tomorrow to do. Guaranteed. You know? I mean, <laughs> if I didn't change my oil on the truck today, guess what? It'll be there to change tomorrow. <laughs> but it, that's something I got to remind myself having the addictive personality is when I, if I get stuck on work, I start working 16 hours a day, 18 hours a day. I'm taking, I'm stealing that time from my family. Mm. And that's something that I've had to learn that, It'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> or you got a guy coming on in a little bit that'll be able to do that job or that toe and taking some of the responsibility off your hands to free up your own life. And uh, I'm not gonna, that was tough for me. I mean, because you start in a business, you want to succeed, you put as much time as you can into it, but you got to realize that you can't get the time back. Like and I was talking about earlier. Goes into that email again because what she talks about next. It doesn't contradict the first couple, but it also sets into place where she says the sacrifices you make today will pay dividends in your future. When it comes to working hard to achieve a dream, like owning your own business, earning a degree, building a business from the scratch, or any other personal achievement that takes time and commitment, one thing you have to ask yourself is, am I willing to live a few years of my life? Many people won't, so I can spend the rest of my life like many people can't. Hmm. So it's difficult, like you said, that sacrifice your family, you blink an eye, and all of a sudden they're in college. There's got to be a balance, and that's the hardest thing I still struggle with. The nice thing is where I'm currently working at 5.30 every day, I get to be done. I can walk away from it completely and not come back to it till the next day. A lot of people don't have that luxury. Always in the back of your mind, it's going to be, how's that next check coming in? So there are people out there where... I can't personally relate with the struggle of running your own business. Scott, you and your wife also run your own business. So it's those difficulties of, I need to go all in on this for these first couple of years to make sure I'm established because in a blink of an eye, all of a sudden that kid may be going to college, but you may be not having that same business. So right. where do you find that balance when you're chasing that dream? Right. When it comes down to, you don't want to turn work down because it might not be there tomorrow. 
<laughs> you know, so well, and you never know what that message of no is going to send to somebody. Right, because you, know, you just tell them no once, they're going to the next tow company or the next whatever business that you're in. That might send them somewhere else, and to get them back is half impossible sometimes. So right. you don't want to shut them down. Right. You know? Yep. Well, and so to take all of that, you know, we, we've put out the struggle. Um, well, how, do you, how do you then do it? How do, you, how do you bring yourself to that place of saying, okay, here's where the balance is? Well, I actually had an instant this morning on the way over here. I mean, I'm getting ready to leave out of, leave my house, and I don't have any guys on today. I usually take care of it myself today, and we're having my son's birthday party, but a guy called Happy me. Happy birthday, Bryce. Happy birthday, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> um, he called me this morning, and he said, I'm broke down. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to miss the podcast or – I didn't have time to do it today, but I didn't want to shut the work down. Mm. So I found a different solution. I said, well, your car's not m moving. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> and the guy that you're taking it to isn't going to be able to work on it today. Would you mind if we do it tonight when I get some free time on my hands? Because I got a lot going on today. And he was more than happy to do that. Where in the past, I would have been like, sorry, guys, no podcast this morning. <laughs> I'm out of here. I got to go make money. <laughs> And But I was right in my head to where if he needed it done there, I was going to let it go. I mean, it was just, that's where I was at. This is what I wanted to do today, and I worked hard all week, and that's what I wanted to do. When we thank you for your commitment to us. That's <laughs> <laughs> where my priorities were this morning. I'm not going to guarantee you that next week. Guys. <laughs> we got the good Joe, thank you. If somebody calls from Nebraska, I'm going. <laughs> well, um, well, uh yeah, maybe sometime we'll have to have you call in while you're out doing a tow, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Okay, so what's where does she go next after that? It kind of leads into what Joe actually just said. It's amazing how this all seems to flow right in, but Joe was talking about <laughs> I'm a about, mind reader. The, He's actually never guy, seen this email. I've I never promise seen you. the email. <laughs> <laughs> but it says basically number 4, you are your most important relationship. Happiness is when you feel good about yourself without feeling the need for anyone else's approval. You must first have a healthy relationship with yourself before you can have a healthy relationship with others. You have to feel worthwhile and acceptable in your own eyes so that you'll be able to look confidently into the eyes of the people around you and connect with them. We now, talk about that a lot on this show. Now go back and how does, how does she start again? Is it You are the most important relationship. You are the most so so. You're, she's pointing those fingers right back at you, at me. All right, right. So if you're not right with yourself, how can you be right with anybody else? Right. Absolutely. Am I saying that right? Absolutely. And that's something that we work on uh, in the meetings that Jim and I go to. Is, this is not a meeting. <laughs> this is definitely not a meeting. <laughs> but you want to keep your side of the street clean, you know, and to get your mind right and get yourself right. And that'll help you hmm. with your relationships with others. Absolutely. See, and that's, yeah. I, I say that in a different way. You said keep your side of the street clean. I don't know if that is that, is that your stuff or is that, does that come from? I've heard it. You've heard it a bunch. Um, yeah, I've heard in the rooms. In the rooms, in the meetings, but this right. is not one. But this is not one. That's true. <laughs> um, and that's something, I, I say that in a different way, I guess. I, I, I basically say clean your own diapers. You know, Absolutely. and, um, you know, don't expect that somebody else is going to come and take care of your shit. 
you know, you got to you got to do your own and oh. and take care of it, get it taken care of, and do what you got to do to make it that way. And the way that uh, the alcoholic deals with it, or <laughs> me and Jim, is that we used to deal with it is we drank. Guess, guess what? It'll be there tomorrow. We're gonna forget about this one. <laughs> <laughs> it'll get better if I drink it. <laughs> yeah, it'll get it'll get better if I drink, or at least I won't have to think about it. Well, so how do you like yourself? I mean, some that's a struggle for a lot of people is liking themselves. It's a daily struggle, you know. And um, that it does it. Is it about comparison? Is it about um, knowing being too introspective? You know, I mean, you can. There's there's a certain level of introspection that I think is good and healthy, but then there's a there's a spot where you kind of cross the line, and now it's no longer introspection. It's ego. It's tearing yourself apart. You know. Um, uh, you know. I mean, what's is it as easy as saying waking up with the mindset I'm worthy enough to go through? Like, is it that simple, or do you dive further in? Because it seems like. I know if I'm in a good place when I wake up, obviously I'm better for society because I'm not walking through. There's a lot of times where I'll sleepwalk through half the day boohooing about issues that I'm dealing with, and I'm not making anything better for anybody else because I'm so worried about my stupid issues that probably mean a whole lot of nothing. Right. If I can start my day fresh every day and know I'm worthwhile to society as well as myself, I'm definitely going to be better for everybody around me. Right. Again, always easier said than done. Even the small things like brushing your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely better for other people. For sure. <laughs> well, um, yeah, and see, uh, Joey actually sent something uh, to me. Uh, I don't know if, he, if it was, I forget which group text he sent it in, but um, of, a, of a video of a, of a little girl standing on a dresser um, basically just cheering herself up in the morning. You know, like, I like my mirror. I like my brush. I like my hair. I like my hair. And she's she's small enough. She, I mean, she couldn't have been more than four, you know? Yeah, maybe five, I mean, she was four, small five. enough to actually be on top of the dresser and or this, this kitchen or the sink bathroom the bathroom, counter, bathroom counter. Yeah, looking at but the mirror But she was small herself. enough to be on that and be looking at herself in the mirror. And and basically she got she went through all the things she likes I like my house and she got to I like to I like me. Yep, I like me. <laughs> and and she then she gets down and she's like ready to go for the day, you right. know? And, and I'm like that is so awesome. I mean, you should have saw her do it. I mean, she was pumped. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was it was awesome. I mean, if if everybody could watch that, it it would be so cool. Um and and if we can if we can find it again we'll we'll link it we'll link it to uh, to the show notes but um, but how easy is it to you, I mean or I should say it this way it's easy to lose that as Absolutely. an adult and that's you know? where it was kind of weird like those people that you meet in your life I know when we went into senior or eleventh grade we had a senior high school eleventh and twelfth graders. It's like the pivotal point. We're starting to apply for college. And we had this principal, Dr. Butterini. He was a crazy, wiry guy. You could tell he was drinking a couple pots of coffee every morning. <laughs> but the first day of class, we all went into the auditorium. And he's giving this motivational speech, getting ready for the year ahead. And he said he would start every single day. He jumped out of bed and would scream, hallelujah, it's a great day to be alive. 
Oh. And he would actually yell it. And wow. he said his wife would be woken up by, like, every morning. That's how he started his day to I'd know to that he was going to replace. probably have a pillow covered. Yeah. That's what I was surprised by, too. But he said he had to live that way. He had to realize every single day that he was going to be all right. Right. I. That's not easy to do. Well, and I mean, some. I'm not naturally wired like that. Right. You know, I'm my. I have I have a very pessimistic natural tendency. You know, that's I struggle to overcome it. I know that it's there and so I try to be um I try to fight that and I try to be intentional about looking at things in a different way. Um but it's very very easy for me and I lived a long time feeling like nobody nobody liked me and I didn't like me, you know? And and when you live like that, it does it shuts down the kind of life that you can really live. There's, there's no joy in that. And, and to find the joy, you've got to be able to have that perspective of, you know, of, you know, big Joe's got that perspective, you know, I mean, he's, you know, his big line is nobody's going to say anything bad to your face. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> they're, just, they're talking behind your back. They're talking about you behind your back, but they're not going to say it to your face. You'll never hear it. You know, <laughs> but, but you do, you've got to, you've got to find that, that sense of, I like me. And if you can go into those rooms, liking yourself, but it's hard. I, I find that hard, you know, because, I'm I do I do concern myself with what other people think and I do concern myself with with things that I can't control sometimes. Um and and it's it's hard. And and I think that people who struggle with that, it's well, very well, hard to get beyond that. Well, and, everybody's not going to like you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just and that's the thing here back to the precious email here, but it basically sums up the final point of her email is that we're not perfect. Behind every beautiful life, there has been some sort of pain. You trip and you fall. You make mistakes and you fail. But you stand strong through it all. You live and you learn. You're human, not perfect. You've been wounded, not defeated. Think of what priceless gift it is to grow through their experiences, to breathe, to think, to struggle, and to overcome challenges in the pursuit of the things you love. Yes, sometimes you will encounter heartache along the way, but that small price to pay for the immeasurable moments of love and joy. Hmm. And that's huge where if you can understand, you're not going to be perfect. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just just joking. <laughs> it's just obviously it's <laughs> but that whole concept where I know today's going to have issues. You know what I mean? And right. But Joe fights right through him because he's perfect. But yes. Some of us have to realize to that once in a while. There's no fight. There's no fight. There's no struggle to be perfect. But Scott and I have mentioned a couple times throughout where you take that pause and you reflect. It makes things so much better where if you realize, I'm going to go through some crap here. It makes life, I don't know if more rewarding is the word, but... When I finally resigned as master of the universe, when I got sober, because, Amen. Uh, when you let when you let go of the keys to Gray Skull, uh, <laughs> I was running the show for sure for a long time. And when I finally was, you're defeated, pretty good at it, huh? <laughs> thank God I don't have to do that anymore. Because I was, I'm with you on that one, wow. man. That was <laughs> brutal, and it's so nice to finally, when I accepted the fact that I was defeated, and realized that things aren't all going to be 
puppies and unicorns. You know what I mean? Like, life is going to continue to happen. Puppies and unicorns? Those are two happy things. When you were in charge of the universe, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what universe what are kind you of universe are you in, man? <laughs> puppies and unicorns? Those are happy things. Like, you, are you a six-year-old girl on the inside? <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like puppies or unicorns? Yeah. Oh, I just, it's one of those things where too many things, too many people try to build up that perfect relationship for that perfect day or thinks they're going to have to go this per and they're not prepared for those little hiccups or those little potholes that they run into and all of a sudden before you know it it spirals out of control on them it's so much easier to realize that things are going to happen right in the way that i look at these bad things that are happening to you is that's happening for a reason i mean there's so many bad things that you didn't expect to happen but it it changed your path and it put you in a different mm -hmm. direction to something like, I didn't want to lose my job when I, and back in my drinking days. Who the hell wants to lose their job? But by losing the job, it put me into starting my own business, you know? Right. Uh, and, I mean, that's the example that came to the top of my head. But there's so many examples like that is it might not be how you wanted it to go, and it's going to bomb you out. But it's going to lead you in a different direction where you're supposed to be kind of what i'm going with that yeah how yep. do you handle adversity basically well and the fact that that things all things lead to other things right and so sometimes the the major obstacles or the or the 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 tragedies maybe in the storyline you know i mean i i'm i love movies i love i love tv but i love it because of the stories you know and, and every story has a tragedy that if it's if it if there's no tragedy, there's nothing that engages you. You know the movies that 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 they put together that doesn't involve some sort of tragedy. You you typically get bored with. You've right? never seen my puppies and unicorn movie, then apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good movie. I have no idea what kind of tragedy could happen in a puppies and there unicorn is none. movie. It's just three hours of beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, three hours of it? <laughs> that is one. a long ass movie, man. <laughs> but um but yeah, you you you've got a hero and they, that hero has to overcome an obstacle and that obstacle now leads to different options, you know? And what if if the it, you, that's where you end up cheering for the hero. You 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 went to root him on or her on to some better thing. And and the tragedy can sometimes lead you there, but but every step leads you there, right? I mean, if you if you don't encounter tragedy, today's step just led to tomorrow me doing the same thing. And the next day it leads to the next to the same thing. It almost it requires those types of major events in our lives. Some of them are good, right? Some of them somebody just comes up and boom, you you see something or you've achieved a goal or something like that. And that can take you to, to another step. Um, but it takes an event like that. And and sometimes it is tragedy. But but tragedy, again, it's 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 a storm that's going to pass. You know, it's it's not something that's gonna be here forever. The um yeah, the uh I remember when I was going through through the health issues and, and I would hear some some news. One um I called the the doctor the one time and I said, Hey, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm in the midst of these treatments. I'm like four, you know, five, four, five, six treatments in whatever it was. I was doing the treatments once a month. So it was you know, a pretty long, long drawn out process. But I called the doctor and I'm like, hey, one of the things that's happening is my my legs are, when I'm walking, my legs are just kind of giving out. You know, I'm like, the well, I'm taking a step. I think I'm going to take a step, but then I just kind of give out. And uh you know, I said, I've caught myself each time so far, but you know, it's kind of disconcerting. And, and the doctor responded and he said, well, that's usually a sign that the nerves are regenerating, you know? And so it was, so a, good thing. It was a good thing. Right. And I'm, I'm seeing this as going, okay, this sucks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I never know if I'm going to fall down or not, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, and, but yet it was good news. And, and what it turned into me was just that, that old, uh, riddle. It's kind of a. It's kind of like maybe a, a kid's riddle, but it's. But you know, how far can you run into the woods? You know, and the answer is halfway. Because after halfway, you're running out. And and so for me, that news there about the regenerating of the nerves, that was my halfway mark. That was me going, yeah, I'm I'm still in the woods. I'm still fighting. There's still there's still crap that I've got to make it through, but I'm halfway. I'm not, I'm not running into the woods anymore. I'm running out. And so that tragedy, you've got you've to find that place where you, where you say, I'm not in running into the woods anymore. I'm, I'm running out now because I'm, 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 that, I'm at that point. And that's, Joe and I can relate to that because running into the woods, it's also similar to in the rooms when they talk about rock bottom. When you finally hit that point where it's just, either death, institutions, hospitals, or recovery. When I finally hit that point at 28, I knew the only way out was going to be with the help of the rooms. And even though this is not a meeting, the meetings. (laughs) (laughs) That's what saved my life. At 28 is when I finally had that turnaround where I was going to stop physically beating myself up, mentally, physically, everything. I was done at that point. I had been defeated. Now there was a solution in place for me to get better. And I've been doing it one day at a time ever since, and I'm very thankful for that. Some people, unfortunately, don't find that bottom. So we're some of the lucky ones that have. And that's why I try to cherish this gift of being sober more than anything else I have because it is fragile. And I realize there are some people that, unfortunately, don't get their side of the street clean and Mm. continue to run through life as a miserable wreck of a person. And not saying, obviously, I'm a saint by any stretch of the imagination, but (laughs) I'm a hell of a lot better than I was. I know that. Right. So the um, talk a little bit about, if you will, for me, some of that um, when you don't keep your side of the street clean. What's what's that look like? Joey, you're an expert at that (laughs) one. you're carrying baggage and that bag ends up getting pretty heavy, you know, and, uh, wears you down. And how did somebody act if they, if they don't have their side of the street clean? I mean, what's, give me, like describe a person that's, that's not keeping their side of the street clean, but like, what's, what kind of behaviors are they, are they displaying? I guess what we'd call them character defects. Sure. Um, can be very standoffish, very short. I'm unwilling to help my fellow man because it's all about me. That's the biggest thing in all of 
trying to stay sober and remain sober. It's just obviously that constant daily thing. Drinking was but a symptom. I drank because I didn't want to feel. We've talked about that in the past. So now that I don't drink, I actually am concerned about other people and their feelings and my feelings. So the whole thing, it's all new to try to be like, oh, man, did I, what I just say there pissed that person off? Like, and why do I care all of a sudden? It's just like, so that's keeping my side of the street clean. If I don't say that bad thing to begin with, I don't have to worry about hurting that person's feelings. Right. Sometimes it happens on accident. Oh, absolutely. It happens, unfortunately, way too often. But then all everything being full circle on this podcast, previous episodes, doing that daily interview at the end, that daily inventory realizing oh i stepped on that person's toes pretty good right maybe i should give them a call in the morning and make my side of the street clean and it's kind of those deals where that person may not have even known or they may not have even pissed them off at all but something in you doesn't feel right and that's right. something that if we carry along with us forget it yeah we're not going to stay sober i mean it i mean with it's life or death right if we can't keep it clean, it's going to keep eating at us and eating at us. And guess what? Next thing you know, I, I got a beer in my hand drinking about it. I mean, hmm. I got to get that out there to, as you would say, cleanse the soul. I mean, you got to be right with yourself and your higher power, which mine's God. But you, you can't carry that shit with you. You got to right. get rid of it. And by keeping your side of the street clean means saying an apology or saying, oh, that came out wrong or I didn't mean to do that or... I did mean to do that, and I'm very sorry about it because I shouldn't have. That's not the type of person I'm looking to be. You right. Because if if you don't make that amends or say those sorries, then it's going to eat at you. And you might not even know it, it, it's there, uh, but you'll eventually realize it. I mean, it'll 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 come to the surface you know, eventually. All right, so, uh, so where does she go next there? That was the last one, actually. Really? That was number five? That was number five. Wow. We worked through those. We're pretty quick. We're Sorry I didn't lead from four into five for you, Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not too bad, though, Joe. You got the first three knocked out real well. So sum them up for us. I mean, without, without reading them, sum, sum them up for us so that we can uh, just kind of get them in our heads. The main thing I take away from the email in general, it's just constantly improving yourself to make others in your life better. Like I'm more concerned now about trying to better myself so that I can be better for other people, which is a completely foreign concept for me because I'm usually a very selfish person. And I still obviously struggle with it on a daily basis, but if I'm able to work on myself, if I'm able to go through those struggles right now to get the end result, like she talked about in number two, I feel I'll be better for other people. So the, as I keep working to get better with myself, I also, in turn, it's a nice relationship, get better for other people. Now, and I keep sounding like a broken record saying this because it is a daily struggle. There's no way by any stretch of the imagination am I ever going to fully understand that or get that concept. No one's perfect. No, exactly. Right from that email. Including None myself. of us are perfect. <laughs> I would much rather make progress and huge strides at it than anything else. If I ever land all five of those from that email the world might just swallow me up whole and say, you're done. <laughs> Good job. You're done. But like, here's your world of puppies exactly. and unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> move on, move to the, move to utopia. 
Nothing but puppies and unicorns. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be jealous one day. Huh? <laughs> uh, uh, well, um, then we're gonna we're gonna go off to to our world of of puppies and unicorns. We're gonna find our happy place I'm here. Uh, we're gonna put. Bring, bring this podcast to an end and make uh, sure you guys go out to iTunes and rate us please yeah rate us rate us uh, leave it, some comments what you'd like to hear us talk about it really does help um, please subscribe um, and uh, you know on, on, on iTunes or yeah, whatever if you're not perfect give us a five star yeah <laughs> and, and, uh, and we are going to have a face we do have a Facebook page I should say um, uh, so you know, feel free to contact us and, and uh, we will do our best to respond to everybody who, who we can. Um, if something struck you or, or there's a there's uh, something that, that kind of hits your heart or, or your thoughts that you want to pass on, um, we want to we wanna make sure that we're staying in touch with you. So um, subscribe, rate us, leave a, leave a comment. Uh, whatever you can do, we love hearing from you. And uh, we will talk with you later.